very beginning. Welcome to Behind the Meat Curtains. I'm Kat. I'm the Brad. And today's episode is brought to you by Nomad Service Network, creating the largest network of hospitality industry professionals, giving employers the right employees right when you need them. All right. We're going to head and start off the podcast. We have three brand new guests, never been on the podcast before. So we'll go ahead and go clockwise around the table. Go ahead and give me your um, your name and what you do at the club and how long you've been doing it. Hi, I'm Sasha. I'm a dancer. I also do burlesque and drag. And I've been dancing since 2012. I'm Dylan. I'm a dancer. I also do burlesque and drag. <laughs> and I've been at the club for about four weeks. And I'm Alex. I'm a staff member. I've been a staff member at STARS for about a year now. And I do uh, host, bartend, and cocktail service. And for the listener, if you hear honks in the background, we don't have the clown here again. We just happen to have a couple of dogs in the room. <laughs> All right, so if you've listened to the podcast before, which both of you claim to have, um, uh, you know that my very first question that I usually ask is, uh, what is your origin story? And the setup for that is, being a stripper, or even working in a strip club, is a very unique job. It's one that not everybody could handle, not everybody would think is morally acceptable. So, like, what is your background? What made you decide to start doing this? Um, well, I guess I've been getting naked in front of people in some capacity for a long time in my life. Um, my parents would take me to nude beaches, so I was pretty much okay being naked around complete strangers from a young age. And then I started art modeling in college. And in about 2006, I started doing burlesque. Um, and how I got started stripping is a little interesting. I moved to Portland with my ex-husband in 2012, and his ex-wife lived there. And she knew I hated my day job. Um, I was commuting to Gresham every morning at 4 a.m., and it was a total grind, and I lived in northwest Portland. And one day she's like, yeah, so there's this place in town that's like a vegan burlesque club, and they're hiring, and I saw they're out on Craigslist. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. I'm going to apply, you know. And so I got the number off Craigslist, and they're like, yeah, come at this day at this time. Just make sure you wear heels, you know, and bring a bra and panties. So I practiced in my head the whole week, and like an idiot, I show up at this club that's right across the street from a steel foundry and like a junkyard. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to fucking die. Like, this is all like burlesque. It was not. She was conflating. <laughs> she was like conflating Casa Diablo with a Kit Kat club, which didn't even exist yet. But like, I don't know where she got this. I think the booking agent at the time was kind of into burlesque and she might have put it into the Craigslist ad. So I get there and I have silk fans. I have a corset on. I have just like regular like Betty Page heels. And there's all these, you know, steel workers and just kind of hard edged guys sitting in there. And I'm doing my stupid dance and I'm totally stiff and I'm super nervous. And finally I get naked and I'm like, ta-da. <laughs> and I think I made two bucks and this guy came up and he's like, you need to relax. And he hands me a dollar. But the booking agent loved it, I think, because I was so green and I was so dorky and weird. And so she hired me on the spot. And that was my very first time stripping. And I've been doing it 
since with a couple breaks here and there. But I love it. So why, what made you go back a second time after that experience? Uh, part of it was the adrenaline rush of doing it. Yeah. Um, and also it was just so different. You know, like it, it gave me this kind of sassy bad girl feeling in yeah. a way <laughs> and i also really wanted to prove to myself that i could do it and not suck because i hate sucking at things and i was so bad <laughs> one like, more thing to not suck at yeah hopefully you know you never really know but <laughs> yeah it was just it was so much fun i i it was just it was addicting almost right from the get-go oh cool yeah i had another question but i lost it so okay. we'll go ahead and start It'll with your d- origin story <laughs> my origin story uh oh i can't wait for this where to even nice. begin um i mean after my therapy session yesterday i could probably point towards some like age regression that has <laughs> happened during my life um the young girl thinks i'm 20 um <laughs> Uh, but really what I like to contribute it to is that I'm really just there to dance. Um, I had a back injury that caused me to be paralyzed uh, on the right side of my body. And um, so for me, it's all about the dancing. Like, I'm just there to dance. I just want to dance because I'm not promised the ability to do that even tomorrow. And uh, I'm just trying to embrace dancing and embracing more of who I am and express myself in different ways on top of that like the whole mortality piece um you know just trying to enjoy life and not take it so seriously and live in the moment whatever that means for you for me apparently that means getting naked in bunch of (laughs) in front of a bunch of strangers (laughs) <laughs> um yeah we'll come back to you go ahead yeah. <laughs> yeah. um i think my origin story is a couple years back i went to stars and uh it was the first time that i or no the second time i'd ever been in a strip club but we went two days back to back because we convinced our friends and i remember being at the second stage and looking over to the bartender and be like, if I ever get a chance to bartend here, I will, or like at a strip club, I would definitely do it. And then fast forward a couple of years, I transitioned from uh, like uh, my degree in kinesiology, taking a break and being in the service industry. And I just figured out that there's good ways to make money like really quick. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I ever got a chance I do it and so I was working two jobs different types uh, like a golf course-esque area I was a little beverage cart girl I loved golf so I was and I'm very comfortable around men uh, being comfortable around women a lot different I don't know why <laughs> but um, and then I, so I was looking up on indeed like you know, some jobs. First thing that popped up was stars hiring for staff. And I was like, oh, I'm applying. Did a interesting interview over Zoom. Not that it was like post-COVID. And then walk, like just 
had to pump my up myself up with like bad girls in my car <laughs> to go in for the working <laughs> interview. I asked her like um, our current manager like what I should wear. She's like, oh, something black and this and that. But uh, so I came in and I'm just looking good and I'm like, I got this. And I was terrified because even as a customer, the few times that I had been in a strip club, I was scared because I was not comfortable around women. I didn't grow up around them, so I just didn't know what to do, even though I am one. But, uh, yeah, that was me. Did anything, and pay attention, this will go to your guy, you guys too. Nope, back to her for a sec. Oh, I, I just know that Brad wanted to talk about the interview process, so I'm happy that you you brought that up. Yeah, we'll get to um, now, now I lost it. What was I going to say? Oh, did anything about working in the strip club surprise you? Like what, uh, as compared to like what you thought it was, what it actually turned out to be? I mean, now looking back, not necessarily, but I think, um, I remember when Kat wanted me to do this, like right when I got hired to like talk about it so we could come back later and never got around to it. But, um, I am a person that I really want my coworkers to like me. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and Good there's a <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that goes around um, money hungry women. I there's an intensity that is stronger than a man's intensity. Um, so that has been a challenge for me, but. Uh, I think that was the most surprising thing overall. Yeah. How about you? The most surprising thing about the club. Dan dancing in general. Like, dancing. did you, is there something that, you know, I think we have this media idea of what a strip club is like, right. what dancing would be like. Were you stripped of some of that? Or was it like, you know, no, this is what I thought it was, and this is what it is. They, I think oh. Sasha and I are both a girl that's like, we are that surprising thing. <laughs> it's true. There's that. Sometimes we are. I, I think part of it, too, is also the therapy that we offer for men. I think that if there was a true biopic of a stripper, it would be kind of boring because it would just be us sitting in a guy's lap giving him free therapy or, right. you know, discounted therapy. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, a lot of it's just sitting there talking to people about their problems or just providing comfort and companionship. Mm -hmm. I don't, it's a little different from club to club. Some of them are just like, you know, sit on my dick and grind and other right. ones are like I want like can I call you mommy and tell you my problems but um I wasn't really prepared for that going into it when I was 26 and starting out I definitely see that even at the door or cocktailing people want to like sit and talk to me I'm like dude I got like 200 people in this building I gotta move okay I can't sit and talk about your problems I am not a dancer I cannot do that like um, but even at the door, even the other guy or the other day, some guy came in and he had his brother was in a coma and he just got bit by a dog, oh. you know, and I was just like, oh, well, and then I sent a dancer over to him. I was like, maybe you should <laughs> talk to the him. Right He's place. kind of going through some shit. And then at that point, you have to find like the right dancer to deal with that kind of situation because there's a whole smorgasbord of them. <laughs> like, and they're going to deal with this kind of kind of shit yeah there definitely is and i it's cool to know when you're working as staff to understand even though you're not like sitting there with them and having a conversation 
um, you start understanding what dancer provides what, you know? Um, it's true. And some dancers are really good at monetizing that therapy. I mean, they can segue so well into turning somebody's trauma into a lot of lap dances and other ones kind of <laughs> just get stuck there for hours and they don't know how to say no or turn it off or go away. Yeah. And like that, that's, that's, that's a finesse. Too. It does. Yeah. yeah. How to how to break up with, <laughs> with your re- or not a regular just like with a, a random customer. Like how do you just be like, oh, okay, in the nicest way to walk away. Which yeah. camera? Like, hey, this is my job. Like, I gotta do this. I gotta so go on stage now. Have to, like, I have to make some money. And it's, this, again, this weird, like, paid, I wouldn't say discounted therapy. Um, true. Because some people even provide massage therapy back there. That's true. That's a really good angle, too. Yeah. <laughs> Which camp do you fall in as far as, like, I sit here longer than I should or I'm good at monetizing it? It depends on the guy. So some guys I really enjoy talking to and I'll do a total slow burn and that's paid off for me in the past. You know, it's like, I'll sit here with you and I'm going to play the long game and it's going to be okay. Then other ones where you can kind of tell that they're just there to be a vampire. Mm -hmm. And so then I switch it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be a vampire too. You know, it's like we both want something out of this and we're making it awfully clear. So let's, let's move it along a little bit. Right, we can pause for just a sec. Okay. It's like it's it's the It's it's a drive by. You know, you sit with the customer <laughs> for a second and you're just like, mm, nope, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's something I even thought about today. Um, I am definitely terrible at that. I will oh, yeah. sit with a guy, especially if it seems like they've had a bad day for an hour and not even think twice about it and then be like why didn't i make any money tonight (laughs) (laughs) that's why so you don't mind being there but you it it takes comes out of your pocketbook oh i'm such a sucker yeah so So. you're telling me that strippers have empathy that's like crazy and they're (laughs) human too much too much crazy i i don't believe they're human personally (laughs) i don't know it must be hard like Going home after hearing all these like sob stories or like the the mean guys or whatever and taking that home and just like being able to just decompress. But you take all of that like and it's heavy. It is. I know. I know it is just as a bartender. So it has to be a hundred times worse being a dancer. Yeah, it can be rough. I mean, it's just kind of dumped on you. And if you can spin it, if you can like somehow sublimate it into like a fun story or an anecdote that's a good thing to do but man there's some days where you just go home and like the weight of the world is on you because they just dumped it right on top of you and it's so hard yeah yeah and then they released it and you have to take it all in yeah it's bullshit it's bullshit (laughs) if you're not trained to know how to do that you know it can be really rough and if you don't get paid enough to listen (laughs) to it one of the things one of the things that I've always been well, not always, as long as we've done this podcast, I've been surprised about is hearing the stories of how open a customer can be to you guys as far as not only like just these problems, but like they can start off with their fetishes like right at the top. Like I'd like to shit on you or whatever it happens to be. (laughs) And and that's a that's a thing. I think it's like (laughs) it's not like scary movie, right? It's been too long. (laughs) it It might be. It's like a Vegas mentality, I think. People think that what happens here stays here, and we're part of that fantasy. So it's like, whatever I dump off at the strip club, like, I don't know. I don't know how they view us as people, but I 
like they can't possibly think that we're not gonna go home and tell somebody or tell our friends like hey you know, you know there said? is no confidentiality agreement in we here we didn't right? sign anything no. i'm not really gonna go home and, i'm not gonna make it to the dressing room before i tell somebody like i'm gonna wipe mm-hmm. my tears off with my hundred dollar bills and i'm gonna go tell this funny ass story <laughs> so in case you didn't remember how that all that started is there anything that was surprising about the job to you when you went into it um for me, the most difficult and surprising thing would probably be how hard it is to give a lap dance without touching the box of their privates. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big learning curve for me at that club. Uh, and not letting them... There's boxes also. To it's touch not just me. dick. <laughs> yeah, it's a six-inch box around the dick. You can't touch <laughs> it. It's a dick in a box. <laughs> 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 it proves to be really difficult to give a lap dance without touching that. And then, I, you know, none of the guys realize that you're not allowed or supposed to do that. And then, really, I feel like it just encourages them to want to touch you more because then they're like, why are you so far away? Right. And it's like, oh, now you can't touch me. And there's just so much thought into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to enjoy myself. <laughs> you just got to go upside down and, like, do a little poof in their face <laughs> oh my god i've seen the girls do the poof of the upside down i'm like why like it's so fucking close it's yeah. so close <laughs> and i watch it on camera and every once in a while i'll just be like this is so, this would be so funny if she farted in his face <laughs> <laughs> i'm not kidding I, I was talking to a dancer um earlier this week about it and it brought it got brought up again and i was just like don't forget the poof <laughs> at the end of that <laughs> when they're looking deep in your soul but through your asshole. I was just talking to someone about, God, I can't remember if it was that? one of you two. Yeah, it seriously was. It seriously was. I was like, There's, this job is a job in which you have to think about that in a way that you don't at any other job, right? You're not oh, yeah. like... I don't enjoy farting at work in front of other people, but it's I can get away with it. <laughs> the poll is great for that. <laughs> Just like, hold on, I gotta take a break. Get on, and you're like climb to the top. You're a fan, and you're spreading. Did she? <laughs> did she just get a little faster? <laughs> yeah. The the. So when I first started, I remember this one girl told me, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. She's a grinder. And I'm like, what's a grinder? And it was kind of like she gave me this knowing look like, well, if you know, you know. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll find out, I guess. And then lo and behold, I'm going to come out. Like, I became a grinder later on. It it wasn't not allowed at all the places I worked at until I came here. And they're like, they, they told me it was a bicycle helmet. They're like, pretend there's a bicycle helmet sitting on his lap. And you can't touch it. And I'm like, well, that changes things, doesn't it? And so I had to, it's hard to become an air dancer after you've been a grinder. An air dancer. That's what we always called it in Portland. We <laughs> called them air dances. And it was kind of like if you really didn't want to touch the guy, like if he smelled horrible or if he was like, if he had totally pissed his pants or like just, you don't want to touch this person, but you still have to give him a lap dance because you want to get, like they'll offer you tons of money, but like you're filthy or you're gross. And I'm not going to touch you. Air dance. And then they get 
pissed off usually and never get a dance from you, you again. Do like a, a mime strip dance where you're just like, yes, I'm in a box. <laughs> and then there's a box over your dick. <laughs> well, the other question that I, that I thought up that I couldn't believe that I haven't asked before, or if I have, I've completely forgotten. Um, what is the audition process like for this job? It seems like a, it seems like a weird thing that I'm not sure exactly how that would go. I remember one of the girls, I, one of the reasons I thought about it, one of the girls that came on here was like, you know, uh, the manager asked me into the, the office and had me do a strip for, for audition. And uh, how gross is that? And I was like, how else do you do it? I, <laughs> like, I, I heard that because we work at a very clean club. You guys know that. Um, but other ones I've heard, like they, you'll go into the manager's office and they'll be like, do a twirl for me. I'm like, that's not okay anywhere else. Like you go to like Safeway or something. You're like, do a twirl for me, but it's, it's normal. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't want to, uh, seed the question too much. What, what was uh, again, just uh, the audition process for you? Um, here or elsewhere, anywhere, anywhere. Um, you know, actually, for the most part, they've all been the same. Typically, you just I've just gone to a place um, and there's the rule. You just have to be naked by the time X amount of songs are done. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much it. I think the most nerve wracking one I ever did was for one of the Casa Clubs. Um, and they filmed it because the owner was in Mexico or somewhere at the time. And I really didn't like it because he got no feedback. It was just kind of everybody was dead eyed and they were filming me. Yeah. And um, I got hired, but I, that was probably the ickiest feeling one that I ever did. The rest were just in front of people, booking agents or club owners. So, yeah, what is that, though? You said they just say you have to be naked by a certain amount of songs. But are you auditioning for the owner or are they like, all right, do a, do a set in front of the, the customers and we'll see how you do? Yeah, it's in front of the customers for me. I've never done it in, in an office. Like I've read the uh, stories on Reddit and stripper web and they sound horrible where you go into an office and like you either give the owner a lap dance or you strip for them. Mm -hmm. um, I've always been on a stage. It's been like they'll play music like they normally do and then there's customers there. Um, and you're not gauged on how much money you make at all. It's just, you know, whether you have stage presence or like you just, you don't break down and cry. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's very um, like, if you're new, it's very deep into the pool kind of training. Yeah, like. yeah it can be. It's like, it's amateur hour, you know, if you've never done it before. Um, and the very first time I did it, it was a booking agent. So she hired girls for several different clubs. Mm -hmm. um, the owners might've been there, but I don't remember. I think it was just her. Well, since you said they're all pretty much the same, do you have anything to add to that? Or what was what was your audition audition process like? Yeah, through email, reached out to them, sent photos. They agreed to set up an audition. I showed up. Um, another girlfriend of mine was there, and we're like, "Hey, you're here. You're here too." Like, oh my yeah, god! Yeah. So when you say another <laughs> girlfriend, you didn't know she was going to be there. No. No, neither one of us knew that we were going to be there. And we just showed up like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Well, let's fucking kill it. And then we both get the job. And yeah, management watched us from the back. Like they weren't on the floor watching us or anything. So it was for the patrons. And mm -hmm. we danced the two songs and yeah, followed the rules. Had to be naked by the end. And, um, you know, management <laughs> jokingly was like, congratulations you're strippers <laughs> and we're like yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah we made 
made it <laughs> to, you know, career driven up to thus far women who were like, fuck yeah. <laughs> made it in life. Yes. <laughs> what this wasn't very long ago for you. What, what was you've done burlesque? Were, were you scared for this next step or was it like, oh, no, this is just like every other performance? I mean, I think performing, yeah, set me up to not be so nervous. But yeah, this was a whole nother level. Um, Being a girl who grew up like not um, appreciating my body up until the last, you know, year, really. Um, To see myself doing such a thing just is mind blowing. Um, But I was able to enjoy it at the same time. And I feel like it has helped me in my other performing because, you know, dancing at the club is almost like an open mic for me where I'm just freestyling all night long and like figuring things out. And then I go and do my burlesque and stuff and there's no nerves at all. And, and even more free than I've ever been in those other fields. Yeah. I just got, we just got our pictures from the holiday burlesque show and I had like two pairs of panties on and you can see the pearls. And I'm like, oh, that means you can see my labia. <laughs> awesome. The crowd got a show. <laughs> like normally probably most people would be like, oh my God, like fuck my life. Right. But I'm like, that's kind of cool. It's hot. <laughs> Your photos are super hot. <laughs> I was in the back of that show. I didn't get a show. (laughs) (laughs) I think that happened to me at the space show that we recently did because I was dancing on the pole you brought. And uh, yeah, I just, I have a problem with thongs. They can't contain me. And I thought, oh shit. You will not be contained. (laughs) You will not be contained. (laughs) (laughs) I just gave someone a free show. Your hoo-ha? My hoo-ha. Yeah. It's tiny but mighty. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. No, those things are just awful. I know. I I cannot. I've been working at the strip club for 14 years, and I cannot do a thong. It's just... my vagina tries to eat it. Like Same. It's just, <laughs> Whenever I retire, Not that it's I'm like a them. rather large <laughs> vagina. Like I'm a Same. little lady. It's just. <laughs> I think on like the flip side for staff, uh, because we always kind of know, especially in the slow season when like more dancers are coming in or vets are like off on vacation, whatever. Um, it's always you always know when there's a new dancer so like it's usually behind the bar like when i'm at the door not uh, not necessarily uh cocktailing that i'll like stop and watch but you're right it's definitely like improv even from your first dance to your last dance some girls like the vets they have a routine i don't know how they keep up with that i could never if, if i danced I would forget it all every single day um, because of all of the like emotional things that you want to process and from everyone. But um, it's always interesting that even on not saying that there are bad dances, but you want to like kind of, I've been here there for a year and I've heard a lot of things of how people go about selling dances and I've come to be this, not stripper giving advice or being like, Hey, go get some money, girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, quick talking to me. Go, go, go. Hey, that person right there, you'd fit really well. Um, even with one of our like youngest, uh, dancers, 
just like brand new I was like I think he would fit perfectly and I think he would buy a lot of dances and then he came for like a week he was an out-of-towner I think he would spend a lot of money but very much enjoy his time and then continuously working the door he always came back and he was just like I've become so comfortable and like here this was my first experience and you know it was great I think that as an employee there once you you know the regulars you know the people that come in there and you know just you know like the, the bachelors you I could spot it by the time they walk in the door the people that have money even they if they don't look like they have money and the girls that I like I'll be like you should go and do that like you should go and do this like that guy has like cash and it's like you're a coach for the people that you actually like and you know how they're gonna make money and so it's just like I always try to like what is it lead lead the horse to water is that what it, you can lead a horse water, but you can't make it drink. Yeah, but I mean, but you can if you listen to some <laughs> of us. <laughs> they they will drink. I, they I are en- thirsty. I, I envision you. a book sitting on the shelf. It's like a bartender's guide to stripping. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can write it together. You have the matching uniform. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone that comes up to you, like bracelet. when you're working, uh, yeah, when we're working, like staff positions that come up and they're like, "Why aren't you a stripper?" You make so much money. You would make, oh my gosh, you have the fattest ass. You're the prettiest girl. And you're just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I love you. I appreciate the comment, but shut up. And tip me. Yeah. <laughs> and, yes. and who Two will serve right drinks? Here. Because for the most part, strippers and alcohol mix kind of well together. And I'm not going to say that all the dancers need to like drink. But when you mix it with like the customers and everything, like, yeah, it, it, it eases their, you know, their, their stress because it can get a little crazy up there. So It's fun. It's kind of like a cocktail party. And that's the end of part one. Our theme music is from Tribe of Noise. You can find them at www.tribeofnoise.com. Thanks to our host, Backside Cakes. You can find them at 740 Northeast 3rd Street, Suite 6, Bend, Oregon, 97701. Stop in sometime. You might see us recording. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Prime Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a positive rating. We're a new podcast and would really appreciate the support. And you can find us at www.behindthemeetcurtains.com or write us at info at behindthemeetcurtains.com. Thanks.